everybody, thanks for joining me on The Rundown with Ramon, hosted by Black Enterprise. Glad you're here today, and I hope your day has been splendidly fantastic. My days sure have. I think we're, you know, let me, let me rephrase that, Danielle. We are going to have a fantastic interview with yet another amazing entrepreneur based in the, I think, Detroit area. And uh, welcome, Danielle, to The Rundown with Ramon. How are things in your world? How are you doing today? Things are great. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. So let's jump right into it. Talk to us about Hoop Mod, Hoop Mob, excuse me, Hoop Mob, uh, who it is today and uh, who you are today as we speak. Give us the highlight of who you are and feel free to tell us a website, et cetera, right from the top for those who may want to reach out to you. Tell us the, the summary of who you are today. Then we'll go back to the story. Perfect. All right. So, yes, I'm Danielle Walton, CEO and founder of HoopMob.com. That's H-O-O-P-M-O-B-B.com. And we are home of the hoop earring. We're celebrating a cultural staple. Hoop earrings mean a lot to Black and brown women. So we just wanted to highlight that and really um, create a platform and a brand that speaks to that woman and celebrates her and, and allows her to express herself in all spaces. Um, that's pretty much how the brand started. I wanted to express myself no matter where I was. Um, and so today we are a seven figure brand. Um, we are direct to consumer, so um, e-commerce store. And we are sold across the country. We have our mob. That's what we call them, the mob. They are nationwide, and I love it. Um, we've grown to a team of about seven right now. Um, we do everything in-house, marketing, um, shipping, everything. We're just a small team, and um, we are mainly a family-based team as well. Um, my mom works for me, my aunt, my sister, um, and then we have some close friends and family. So, yeah, we're just rocking and rolling. I love it. I have I have 51 questions based <laughs> on what you just said, and we'll jump right into it. But remind me, don't let me close this interview without getting to the story. But uh, just curious, like what happens if the sister scratches your car on the weekend <laughs> at church or at Thanksgiving, and then you have to talk to her on Monday about the analytics on the website. Like, how does that conversation work? What happens if mom forgot to pick up child or didn't do this? And then yet you have to talk about, you know, shipping rates from wherever. How does that right. work? You know, thank God we're a pretty peaceful family. Okay. <laughs> we're a pretty peaceful family. There's not a lot of drama. We get along very well. And, you know, sometimes there are some times where it's like, oh, you, you, I didn't like you talk of to course. me, but like we still got to get work done. Yes. Um, we know that this is literally our bread and butter, you know, this is how we eat, this is how we survive, and we're so proud of the brand that everybody just works together well. I love it. So I think that's the foundation. You kind of answered that. If there if there was not harmony, you'd probably yes. be on some reality TV show, unfortunately, <laughs> and uh, we'd all be <laughs> looking at you. But I like that. So the family, I think, I think that's one tip, one lesson learned. It seems like if the family in general, we all have issues, but is at peace. More or less, the business can grow, I think. But if the foundation's not right, kind of hard to talk about shipping rates or who's mopping the floor if you don't even like auntie. Exactly. So. I don't think anyone would be, uh, I don't think we would be working together had we yeah. not had that place so i love that and then yeah. hoop earrings educate me a bit i do have two amazing black females in my house but from your perspective you're seeing the analytics you see the stats why is that particularly special for uh black women to have hoop earrings which is ironic but I, now that you're saying it i think there is something there talk a bit more about that the cultural significance educate me a bit yeah so um 
just based on our history, right, especially in this country, we have been trying to assimilate and to really climb the ladder and just um, make do, I guess. And we have had to, um, I guess, fit into these spaces that naturally we wouldn't or we have to water ourselves down a little bit to fit into certain rooms. And so I think a lot of women um, identify with this brand because it's like, yes, exactly. This this is me. You know, I am proud of who I am. And I and I do rock my, my hoop earrings, but also I'm a smart woman. I'm an educated woman or, you know, I still get things done and hoops don't they don't um, define me in a negative way. Mm -hmm. So we're able to. And there's so many quotes about, you know, big hoop earrings and just being ghetto and all of that. But we embrace it. Like, why not? Like, what, what, why is there such a negative connotation attached to that word ghetto? You know, do, do we have to see it as a bad thing? So we really embrace that um, and just celebrate women because again, we, we help them express who they are naturally instead of watering themselves down. And so we, we always joke, I go live with my customers all the time and I'm like, wear your hoops to the grocery store, wear them in the boardroom, wear them, you know, wherever we, and, you know, we have a smaller hoop. We're like, this is a very corporate approach. Okay. It's safe for work, you know? So. That's the one for the people that aren't ready to go all out. You can say, you know what, sister, we have a smaller one for you yeah. until you're ready to graduate. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> or your choice, whatever you want to do. Find us. And they're like, I found my people, you know, or like, I'm a hoop girl. Like I've been wearing hoops for years and I love that this space was created for me. So. Yes. I love that. I love that because others, I'll put it that way, others, you do find it's pop culture. Oh, he got me a small little diamond right here. So, yes. that, you know, hey, that is a that is interesting cultural norm, too, depending on what side of the tracks is it where you are. But awesome. Um, and then let's talk about that community aspect. As you may know, uh, one of my whole mantras is personal branding. My book, Celebrity CEO, and other things I do is all about building a tribe or building a community and converting them to a sales. Uh, let's touch on that for a bit. This aspect of, because I think you did say it, I, I can't read my own handwriting, but the aspect of community and hoop mob. Talk about the, the transactional selling of a product, here are your earrings and here's your receipt versus mm -hmm. what I'm hearing you say is there's some community to this. Talk about that a bit more. Dive into that. Share with us what this means to you, what this is all about. So I don't think we would be where we are um, without community because our success is really like a snowball effect. So um, I am from Flint, Michigan, and it started really, you know, people are we're catching on like, oh, I didn't know you did this. I didn't know you sold. These are really nice. Like, how can I get these? And then, you know, they're sharing and they're tagging their friends and they're, um, you know, just really growing the community naturally. And then we created a Facebook group um, and just started adding as many people as we could to that group. And that is really like the hub and the heart of our brand is our Facebook group because they're sharing pictures. They are not shy with letting their requests be known. We need this type of earring. We need, what about this color? Oh, I saw this on TV, you know? So, and then it's like a lot of feedback going on. I feel like um, they feel closer to me. And I think it's important as a um, CEO or just even as a customer, like when you feel like you can reach out and touch the owner of this mm -hmm. brand, it's 
when it's growing to such heights and it's like, man, she's still accessible. I think that's what they like about the group and just about the brand in general. Like I said, I go live with them once a week and um, it's always so funny. Like when I get on live, they're like, hey, y'all, hey. You know, it's like like a family reunion or something. And so um, I just think it, it just helps the brand. It helps with brand loyalty. Some of our customers have spent crazy amounts with us over the years. And um, I don't think they would do that if they didn't feel so connected to us. Um, and on top of that, we take care of them. So we, customer service is really important to us. Um even especially as a black owned brand, because black owned brands get bad reps from the start. So we had to make sure we go above and beyond to make sure they're taken care of. It's something to rise broken. You would be it's something you don't think about if you don't have a jewelry brand, but a lot can go awry in transit. Mm. <laughs> so if something arrives broken or if something happens, we definitely take care of our customers. And then they go and tell other people, oh, my God, I've never had a brand take care of me like this. I've never experienced this level of customer service. I got my order so fast. Like now I'm loyal and I'm spreading the word. And then that community grows. I love that. And so help me understand for the other 50 percent of the world or, mm -hmm. or in, in the USA who may not be into hoop earrings, buying them, at least for ourselves. Just, you know, bear me a bit here. Um, <laughs> is this as far as a hoop mob is concerned? Is this about SEO and or is about advertising? And, and again, I'm going to throw a lot here. So just answer however you want. But SEO advertising or is it really this community community aspect? Meaning because, again, forgive me for not knowing if something's different, let me know. But as I'm observing or noticing earrings and earring meaning there's 50 billion places people could buy it so right. help us understand for hoop mob and you, i think you may have said already so if you repeat yourself it's fine it could be that crux is the community which is which transcends everything and or is there a bit of no when they search online we want hoop mob to come up or because of the community maybe that's secondary or third i knew i threw a lot but if you understand what i'm trying to ask yeah. you to get to. okay what you're saying because even starting the brand that was a lot of that kind of negative self-talk is like well why would they shop with me they can get earrings anywhere what how can i di differentiate myself from just going to you know the mall and grabbing a pair of earrings so um i think the community is huge and the advertising piece um and just to be completely transparent we yeah. haven't focused too much on like seo and stuff like that um right. but that community piece and the advertising. So even with our advertising, we make sure we're speaking their language, um, that the images are really appealing and that they um, just connect with who we're trying to get as a customer. So, um, but again, like once they, let's say they see an ad on Facebook and then they come to our page and they're like, oh, wait a minute. Like I identify with this brand mm -hmm. and uh, and we hear that time and time again, that once they start shopping with us, oh, I'm never buying my earrings from anybody else, mm. you know, it, 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 and they can, you know, because yes. we, some of the things we are uh, manufacturing and designing ourselves, but uh, a lot of things we're wholesaling and, and, you know, other brands sell the same things, but people are like, I'm only shopping with you. So, and I think, again, it's because they feel taken care of, seen, heard, all of that. I love that. And again, just curious about Facebook advertising. I don't want to go on it too much or any other advertising. Do you find mm -hmm. yourself, if, if you know off the top of your head, are you advertising to those who already know the brand, like reinforce it, retargeting? Or is mm -hmm. that to get a brand new customer who has no clue about Danielle or about Hoop Mob? Or is it mixed? You're just curious how that works. It's for both. So we try 
um, advertise to our too much to our purchasers and like our customers, but um, people who've never who maybe know about us have kind of peaked on the site a little bit, but haven't shopped and then brand new customers. We're really always trying to grow our brand. I love that. I want to hone in on you as the face of the brand. If you are, and if not, feel free to, well, let me pause now. Would you say it in large part, you are the face of the brand representing the brand? Is that a fair assumption? Um, I would say so. So we do have models and things that I think sure. that are getting familiar with seeing their faces, but as far as going live and speaking on behalf of the company, yes, I would say so. I love it. And and so people can understand this because I this is, you know, going back to personal branding. I echo this quite a bit. There's a lot of people who talk about personal branding and celebrity CEO and et cetera. A dime a dozen, as it were. But I find mm -hmm. that people are attracted to me and I've and I've wrestled at this stage of my business. Is that an asset or not? And I think it's an asset. Our mutual friend Lamar. I've invested in and been with what TSP is doing. Large part, I'm probably subliminally or not cause of Lamar. I just vibe with the dude and yes. hundreds of thousands of others do. I think of other people, whether it's a Trump, Grant Cardone, mention anybody. Right. These are faces. Would you say, Danielle, and again, feel free to push back against anything you disagree with, but I'm assuming that Danielle, she has a vibe, a, a, a thing. I, I, I want to be like her, whatever version of it is. I like her lifestyle. I like how she speaks. So yeah. we're going to, and of course the brand, which your team of seven is doing, all that wrapped together builds community and personal brand. Does that make any sense what, I, what I'm observing just being with you for a few minutes? Yes. Um, and it's something like my mom, she says it all the time. She's like, it's you. It's you. And I'm like, yes, I get it. But sure. I, I do wrestle with that. Like, will I be able to pull away in the future or not? I do. I love it. Um, and I feel like just, again, I'm personable. Like I am not, I'm even just now <laughs> starting to take my personal brand seriously or like, mm -hmm. like I just got headshots done not too long ago. You know what I mean? So yes. like, I just didn't want to be that like, Oh, I'm the boss. I'm a CEO, you know? And I think that, um, my customers see that and understand that. I mean, they are, we are always cracking up like when I go live and just talk to them and stuff like that. So I do think that a lot of it is they are connected to me. And, um, and but I think all companies, you know, are it's top down, you know, so energy and however you operate, um, you know, it, it filters through the company. So that goes through you know, how, like I said, how we do our customer service and how we talk to them and just how we take care of them. Um, for example, in our group last week, a girl was like, I'm going to be having surgery when the new arrivals come out. Can somebody get me a pair and I'll pay you back and this and that. And so, I you, I, you know, volunteer to do it. And when I saw that, I told my mom, I said, can we send her some flowers? Because right. she's, you know, she's going to be in surgery. And so yeah. she got her flower and just little stuff like that. I feel like keeps that connection, keeps the community, but I don't know. Um, I do. I attribute that to just, you know, my heart, my mom, like my family is just re a really good family. And yeah. so I feel like that kind of resonates through to the customers and they really do connect. I love this. Well, I, my vote <laughs> as, as a hoop mob supporter or, or <laughs> advocate is keep the brand Danielle. And then as you grow, you'll, you'll figure out what to do with it. But I think as an asset, uh, Gary V, Lamar, other, other big brands like this, I think the, the, the head of the organization is only an asset. Uh, yes. and I think it can never hurt it, you know, and if, if as other things happen, 
you'll figure it out for sure. And and I think it proves also it's not only stories like the Ritz Carlton and uh, the other uh, Ritz Carlton and other brands that we know of, um, Zappos, you know, that have these legendary stories. But clearly, Hoop Mob is generating those stories as well. You know, yeah. like the flowers. So uh, <laughs> let's squeeze in a little bit here about the story, Danielle. How did you get here? Were you born with two hoop earrings in your ear and you just have been doing this for the past, you know, 17 years or so, because you're probably only 18. Talk to me about how you got here, where you are. What give me some of the highlights as it were walk through that? Was it, you know, yeah, please tell me the story. Tell me the story. So no, I um I'm those um multi-passionate people. So mm -hmm. Um, I didn't know, I didn't have a clue as to what I wanted to do, who I wanted to be. I just knew I always had ideas and wanted to be an entrepreneur, um, was really into fashion. So uh, my grandmother, um, who recently passed, but she was um, really big into fashion. And she was the only, per like, you know, most people back in the day, they had their Jets and Ebony's and Essence Magazine. And she also had like W Magazine and like, you know, these high fashion magazines mm -hmm. and I, I took that in as a child. So um, that passion had always been there. I just didn't know how it would manifest. But um, some of the highlights. So I I am a junior college graduate. So all those who don't have their MBA, don't be, <laughs> don't be discouraged. <laughs> um, but uh, I always, so my thing was always um, smart, understood things, but like, never interested in school. So I, in junior college, I was like, you know what? I could still intern. And I took an internship in New York. Um, I, well, three, I did um, Marie Claire magazine, Ellie Zahari, which is a brand sold in like Neiman's and Lord and Taylor, and then mm -hmm. uh, Oprah magazine. And so I worked in the fashion closets there. And um, I always say it's so ironic because I was the jewelry intern at Oprah magazine. And now to have a jewelry brand, it's you know, full circle. <laughs> but um, I spent some time in New York. Um, I worked in marketing uh, for Brooks Brothers for a while. And then um, when I came back to the Michigan area, you know, still searching for what I wanted to do. I knew I couldn't fashion dreams in Detroit is, you know, far-fetched. <laughs> so, yeah, I've uh, never heard. Hmm, yeah, I've never heard uh, a <laughs> model, model runway or any fashion. Can't let me think. Nope, can't. Haven't heard oh, Detroit. Detroit does have very distinct style, you know, the furs, all of that. Okay. Oh. But, um, you know, I knew I wanted to figure something out. So um, my, uh, I have a daughter, her dad has a brand. He had an mm -hmm. e-commerce store and I was helping with that. And I really enjoyed that product-based business, mm -hmm. just about like direct to consumer. And I was like, oh, this is nice. Um, and then just, kind of scaling that well not scaling it down but just figuring out what that would look like for me um jewelry is very lightweight logistically it's easy to ship um women love it you know mm -hmm. so I was like okay let me start here started very small I was still working at the time um the first year I launched it I was still working so not really you know restocking frequently not really focused on it at all um 2020 hit and I was out of a job and at home. I had a box of inventory sitting and I was like, you know, maybe I'll just take pictures of it and list it and see how it goes. Um, and just to even give perspective, 2020, uh, February, I was like mm -hmm. dashing on the side. And then from May, right. we had five figures that month. So, wow. 
And and how did that jump happen? Was that all word of mouth, Instagram? But what, what was the combination of the number one thing you did well? Mm -hmm. So I, the main thing, ironically, was switching my, um, how I was marketing from strictly Instagram. I don't know. Instagram just seemed cute. Mm -hmm. No, you can make it aesthetically pleasing. Strictly Instagram to Facebook. Okay. Um, incorporating Facebook because again, people who I knew or um, they could share it, you know, they're like, Oh, I didn't know you were doing this, you know? Mm -hmm. So it started to catch on people would comment and they would share it and they would tag and this and that. So it was just more um, again, more shareable on Facebook. And mm -hmm. then when I, the Facebook group, that's when it really kind of took off as well. And, and I will say um, <laughs> it was scarcity was not built into any kind of strategy. It was literally mm -hmm. just, didn't have enough for inventory <laughs> you know the scarcity was because I had limited resources to buy yes. more you know so but because people were like oh I gotta hurry up and get it when she drops um you know that kind of built the anticipation and people were like looking forward to the next drop and you know just simple videos and and I do I do have like an eye for kind of design and just mm -hmm. you know, where things are presentable I guess uh, marketing wise and I think that gave me leverage when it came to, you know, marketing online. So I love that the un unintentional uh, uh, scarcity, which is interesting. I, I they're very familiar, not the scarcity, but things I've done where I'll hear some smart person, Simon Sinek or Seth Godin, make it up. You know, the famous person say, this is called the emble emblemic method. And I'm like, dude, I've been doing that method for three years. Yes, unintentional. <laughs> Yes, I love it. And let's talk about that scarcity bit, how the business runs uh, in large or in part. That's a big part of it. Let me know. It started, of course, unintentionally. But you, because I'm unfamiliar with this, uh, you know, the retail world, so I understand it. Do you create a set of uh, hoop mob earrings and say, hey, we got 5,000, they're 5,000 ready and and they're sold out? Or give me an example of how something happens. So um, even now, so we, we try not because the, our customers they got so after a while they're like all right enough of this like you know <laughs> I want to get my things I don't want to have to stop you know in haste you know so sometimes it's like well I know this is really special I know that people would like it I can't get that many of them so I'm gonna you know still list it anyway but yeah. um yeah that's typically how it works we do try to make sure we can accommodate everyone who wants to shop with us and, you know, just starting to realize, like, if you're sold out, the money stops. That's, right. That's a good point. That's a good point about because you hear that on Shark Tank a lot. Some people are kind of like, really? But you're right. That's one of the one third based on my just intuition and watching the show so much. People say we made this pen. We yeah. sold out. It takes money. We need 10 million to bring in hundred thousands more pen. We don't have the 10 million. So it's it's a good cycle of credit to manufacturing, to getting it. So I, that's a good one. So you it's, you don't live on just scarcity alone. I can go there now. I went to your site and I can buy a number of variety of products and in inventory, correct? Yes, yes, yes. We we do. So, um, but it, sometimes it's just, we never know. So fashion, sure. fashion is fickle. We never know. We'll get something and, and, you know, not think too much about it. And they're like, oh my God. And then, you know, I think because Again, that group and community, if somebody if somebody is ranting and raving about it, it's like, oh, I must need it too, you know. Right. So things will catch on and we're like, oh, we weren't expecting that to take off like that. So maybe we didn't get a lot of it, you know. But and then other things we're like, oh, they're gonna love this. And you're like, hmm, whatever. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> hey, that happens. I totally get it. I love that. I love that. Um and 
Please, uh, what were you saying? Uh, no, I said, so you never know. We're still learning. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to talk a bit, uh, Danielle, about any one more time, Danielle. Can you give us your full name, name of your business, and website? Say your website twice for us uh, as we're as we're continuing on here in the last few minutes. But please tell us I one more time who you are. CEO and founder of HoopMob.com. So it's H-O-O-P-M-O-B-B.com. HoopMob.com. Awesome. And what will they find there? Even though people know by now, but for those who just skipped ahead, what will they find there? <laughs> So we started off as just hoop earrings, but now we are more than hoops. Um, our, the mob has requested that we add more things. So we sell all types of jewelry and accessories. Um, of course, hoop earrings, necklaces, bracelets, sunglasses. And we also have now a subscription. So um, for those who just don't even want to think about it, a lot of people were asking, can you just send me something every month? So now we have a $40 subscription. You're guaranteed at least three never seen before pieces. Um, and they have been loving it so far. Good for you. I love that. I love that. Let's talk about leadership overall. And again, I don't have one specific question here, but you as a leader, Donielle, how do you uh, hire and or do you, let me ask you, I'll ask it one by one. I have several questions and you can answer them to, to the degree you want. Let's talk about marketing. Is that handled in-house? Do you have an agency? Does it depend? Some things are outsourced. Some things are in-house. Just talk broadly about marketing and how mm -hmm. do you do that? Are you sitting up late at night posting on Instagram? Do you have a team or a mixture? Tell me about how you do that. Um, it's a mixture and we're okay. still, um, again, testing and learning. So um, starting off, it, I was doing everything. <laughs> um, sure. I was modeling. I was taking my own pictures. I was listening. I was, you know, posting on Instagram. So now I do have a creative assistant and she does most of our like reels and she prepares the emails and things like that. Um, anything creative she oversees. Um, we are working with like we're outsourcing email right now. Mm -hmm. um, Trying to test that out and see if we can take that off of our hands. Um, but a lot of our marketing is done in-house. I still I have trust issues about ads. Those are sure. my babies. So I still handle all of our um, paid advertisement. Um, but yeah, most of it is done in-house. We have our our office and warehouse is basically a big old box and we have it divided up. The front is the studio space. The back is like shipping, warehousing things. And so we do everything. I love it. And then e-commerce, how does that work? Uh, you you send it off to, uh, I'm assuming, a manufacturer somehow and get pallets or something. Stop me to tell I'm wrong. And then comes to your office and orders are there and you ship them out. Is that the essence of it or something else? Just to educate people who are who want to think and get into e-commerce and retail. What's your playbook? Yeah, so there's different ways to get into it. But yes, we um, work with different vendors. We source our products and okay. then some of them we do um, kind of manufacture. I'll have an idea and I'll go to one of my manufacturers like, hey, can we do something like this? They'll create a sample. We'll approve it, whatnot. And then, yes, we'll have things shipped to our warehouse. And then um, we ship everything to the customers ourselves. Okay. Um, some of our T-shirts, we we um, have a third party doing that. But um, pretty much everything else comes directly from us. I got it. Then how do you learn? How do you nurture yourself? How does Danielle know where you'll be in five years, three years? How do you know if you're on the right track? How do you how do you learn about cash flow and credit or banking or business or real estate or all the things? You know, just when, when do you carve out time to learn that yourself? Or are you just figuring it out like everybody else? Talk to me about how you how you learn to lead your team. Yes. Well, um, luckily for years, I've been just an avid reader. Like mm -hmm. I'm not um, I don't read too much fiction and I've been reading for years and not knowing what for, you know, I've just been into all of these like self-help and marketing and business and all of these books. And so all of that 
it's come, you know, it's kind of like coming back as I need it. Um, and the, <laughs> I have had a million and one jobs. Let's yes. just say. So, it's a lot of experience. Yeah. You, yeah. yeah. I have worked um, so many different places and it's so funny that even while at those jobs, some of them I hated, some of them I loved, I would, I knew that I was supposed to be learning something from them, you mm. know? So, um, I'll give you an example. I, I When I was in New York um, interning at Open Magazine, I also had to work at a cupcake bakery place mm -hmm. um, the evenings. And it was a small shop. It was um, pretty modern. It was really nice. And I was more obsessed with how the business was ran. So the, um, the owner, there were eight locations across the city, but the owner did all the orientations. And so I was, I was like amazed by that. Like, Hey, her, her name's on the building yes. doing my orientation. And so immediately all the employees are drinking the Kool-Aid because it's like, Oh my God, I met her right away. You know what I mean? So I was, I knew that I had to like take things away from that. Like, yes, of course, I don't want to be working here at night, but, um, wow, it was education. Was, you were paid yeah, to be educated. Exactly. It was an experience. So Things like that. Obviously, TSP, I love learning from other entrepreneurs. I think that was so important for me because as the business was growing, all of all the people surrounded by you are just so impressed and so happy. But you're like, I'm, there's some real problems I'm trying to figure out that you don't think it's a problem. But I know it's a pro you know, I know it's something that I need to get over. But you, it's so hard to relate to people who are not walking the same path as you. So TSP has been great. I've just, um, you know. DMs people, hey, yeah. um, how are you out this? Oh, I really love your emails now. Who's doing that? You know, so different things like that. Just reaching out, reading, um, and like you said, trying to carve out that time to for self development. I love it. Anything I haven't asked you, Danielle? And again, everybody, go to Hoop Mob M O B B HoopMob.com for all your accessories and, of course, for your hoop earrings. Uh, go there. But anything I didn't ask you, anything you wanted to mention, it's been so delightful to hang out with you for a few minutes. Anything you didn't that I didn't ask, or anything else you wanted to say? Um, you know, we are just a growing company. Um, I would just say I, I know a lot of um people either interested in, in owning businesses or other business owners are probably watching. Um, and the main thing I just tell people is just to be yourself and whatever feels natural, that's probably the lane to go. And Hope Mob for me is just such a natural extension of me. And it's like all, like I said, all of the things that weren't making sense in the past kind of came together. And it's like, Oh, that's why I was doing that because I need this and running this business. Um, the answers are out there. <laughs> Google is your friend. <laughs> keep keep going. Really, if you don't have the um, the tools and resources that you feel like you need, like just keep seeking because that's that's literally what I've done. And again, the business have grown, and I'm just so proud of it. We're going to keep growing. We're looking to get into retail and things of that sort. So yeah, just be on the lookout for more from Hoopmap. I love it. I love it. I love it. Again, everybody, this is Danielle, the founder of Hoop Mob. Check her out at hoopmob.com, M-O-B-B. And this is Ramon Ray, uh, producer, publisher, host, I think is the better word, of The Rundown with Ramon. Check me out at ramonray.com. DM me on Instagram, Ramon Ray Smart Hustle, or email me directly. Let me know if you're liking The Rundown with Ramon. If you like this episode that you're watching right here, and if you want more of it, because I don't hear from you, I may just stop. 
So let me know if you're enjoying this. Again, this is Ramon Ray with Rundown with Ramon with my new friend, Danielle of Hoop Mob. Thanks for watching. Thank you, Danielle.